How do you take your wish list and make it an actual to-do list? Learn how you can create an everyday bucket list and have an incredible year. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. One of my hopes for you and other families listening is to show you how pursuing your financial goals doesn't mean you have to put your life on hold. Yes, there is a certain amount of intensity you need to put in that initial phase to knock out things like high interest debt. However, that doesn't mean you completely sacrifice fun in your schedule. There are ways you can enjoy trips, achieve some personal wins, and just have fun while you're working towards those goals. It takes some creativity, but it's not overly complicated, which is why I'm so glad Everyday Bucket List author Karen Cordaway is on the show. As a busy working parent, she spent years struggling to find free time for herself. After some trial and error, she's figured out how she could reclaim her time and infuse more exciting experiences into her family's everyday life. In this episode, we're going to get into how you can create your everyday bucket list, creative ways to travel more without breaking your budget, and strategies to help you take those big goals and make it an actual to-do list. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. I love your book, The Everyday Bucket List Book. And I feel like after the past two and a half years, there's a lot of families that are just ready to enjoy life again, whether it's travel, whether it's just hanging out with each other, but they're stuck, right? We've either are been stuck at home and we don't have any idea of what we want to do, how do you come up with these ideas, or we have a budget that we want to keep. I love how it helps you not just save bucket lists for like these big milestones or events, but put it into your everyday life. What made you come up with this idea in particular? I mean, an everyday bucket list sounds awesome, but what was the genesis of that? Well, there's a few layers to it. The simple answer is I used to notice that my friends in New York or other big cities, they often wouldn't see those iconic things, even though they lived there for multiple years. People in New York, you know, hadn't seen the Statue of Liberty. They didn't go to Ellis Island. People in California not seeing Venice Beach or just other things that if anybody else went there, they try to soak all of this in. That struck me as, wow, they have that right there and they're not accessing it. Another big life event is that I lost my mom and she was 60. And I just felt like, yeah, 60 to someone who's 30 might sound old, but when you think of people who live into their 80s and 90s, she really was young. I go into depth in my book, The Everyday Bucket List book, but the short way to say it is life can be very short and we don't know how long we have. So why not try to have fun and do the things we want to do in everyday life or regularly? Think, not that you want to have a big life event motivate you, but 
the pandemic, when we were stuck at home, at least for a portion of time, made us reevaluate what was important. We were trying to figure out what, how can we make the most of this time that we are together? And we started for us traveling more. But I love this idea of don't wait for those opportunities. Don't wait for, oh, when I'm, you know, this age or when I've paid off this debt or I've accomplished this thing, I'm going to do this. How can you even now have some extra fun, some extra joy, especially with families, still keep it affordable? Well, for myself, I live in New England. I'm lucky that the states are small. I can visit a bunch of states doing road trips. But if you're in a big state, I mean, sometimes you can go to another county or if you like road trips, you could potentially drive to another state depending on how much time you have. And like I said, if you're willing to do that, I feel like you can control your food. There's a lot of things you can stop. You can get out. You can go to the bathroom, things like that. And if you want to fly domestically, there are all different types of sites where you can try to find cheap deals. So here you're paying with time, with research and potentially layovers that might not be as fun. I know when I would fly with my kids, I actually liked the layover because it broke up the flight and we got to get off, go to the bathroom and not feel like you're squished in a little box. Mm -hmm. It's much easier. But, you know, that's part of the sacrifice if you can plan and research and maybe jot down when you can go away. There is a site. You live in Raleigh, so I wanted to Mm -hmm. give you something that fit if people are from your area. And I just found a simple hop from Raleigh to Orlando, Florida. If you look on avello.com and they will show there were flights that were starting at like $29. So nice. Yeah. So sometimes it's a one-way, sometimes it's round trip, or you have to play with the dates a little. I mean, you could leave on a Thursday and come back on a Monday. That's another way to keep it affordable if you keep it a little shorter, right? We're not paying as much for accommodations and food and all of that. If you want to do like a nice little quick trip, that could be an option. You can look in your area and there's a site called secretflying.com. What I like about this is it aggregates the different sites like Priceline and Skyscanner. I like the way that you can search on the site because if you can be really flexible and leave out of a different airport, you can really land some deals both on domestic flights and international. I know you've been wanting to go to Spain and you're trying to see how you can make that work. There are flights, I know for me in my area out of New York, You can spend like 200 to 300 round trip. You know, flying out of Miami seems to save. So it's if you can fly out of a different airport that it's not so inconvenient and you can find a cheap flight, you're still saving a lot of money. Because when I look at the regular prices, you know, when it's like 600 per person, 800, Mm -hmm. 900, you know, two, three hundred dollars isn't going to be a lot. Maybe you tack on, like I say, another flight that could be affordable. That's, yeah. that's going to save. And it all comes back to your budget. What is your idea? There's a woman called the traveling child on TikTok. Sometimes she just brings one child. She went to Paris with her daughter. They had this beautiful picnic lunch near the Eiffel Tower. And you have to think outside the box a little too. And I always tell people too, 
just go with your significant other, bring one kid, or sometimes maybe you have to, you can't sit together on the plane, or maybe you take one kid, he takes another, if you have to break it up, or if somebody can't get off work, it just depends on what your travel goals are and how flexible you are with certain situations. It's not like you always have to do that, but it can open things up so that you can really save a lot of money. Yeah, that's that sounds like a good idea. And I, I totally enjoy what you're saying about finding opportunities to be creative. For some families, you have a big age gap. So maybe doing a trip with your oldest might be easier for you and you have that one-on-one time. Or going off season and taking some time off can get you a good deal, but you're still having those memorable experiences. I love that because I don't think you should, I don't think it's an either or, right? Like you could still have a good time, find creative ways off season to kind of travel, but, you know, still make it enjoyable, still have it be memorable and meaningful. Yeah, I love these tips. So you're one of those people I know that love to find deals and to explore new places during the pandemic. Were there any adventures, whether it was local or a little further off, that you really enjoyed and you're happy that you did? Absolutely. I absolutely love Boston. It's one of my favorite cities. I have a whole Boston bucket list. And I never stayed in the North End. And my husband and I were checking like when we could go. And we actually left on a Sunday. We just stayed one night. But I wanted to try a fancy hotel. It was like one of these unique places. There was a deal because it was a Sunday and there weren't any like special events at the garden in Boston where like the Celtics play and there's also like big concerts there. So mm-hmm. we we hit it at a time where nothing was going on. Like I said, it was a Sunday to Monday. I believe it was Indigenous People's Day. We had that Monday off and it was just so much fun. Like I said, I'm close to Boston, so it's a little different. But The experience alone of the hotel, and then there was like a celebrity chef restaurant right next door. There were so many things to do. Something simple like that. If you're just starting and venturing out, just practice staying at hotels that aren't that far away from you. And you could have that total like spa experience or access to a pool that maybe people aren't there on that day. I've done that during the winter. Sometimes I would just stay at hotels that were in a nice town in my own state. And uh, we're feeling like we have this warm vacation. We're in a pool. We're in our swimsuits. And everybody (laughs) else is like, you know, off on a snow day, just doing whatever at home. We got out the day before of the snowstorm. It was like, yeah, I want to be chilling in luxury here. Yeah, I did appreciate what I was reading your book, how there's certain things that if you go to a city or if you go to a place, you, you must see. But you're not stuck in just the tourist traps. I saw that you had how to fill in your time for the free and the interesting and the low cost and the local things. I thought that was a fantastic way to approach it. Then I also loved when you were going through the system of the bucket list, you talk about understand what you value. So I know for us, we mentioned travel with this, but your bucket list book can be helpful for any kind of goal that a family has, right? Absolutely. I'm trying to learn another language. And I'm also Mm -hmm. trying to figure out TikTok, which is really for everybody. It's not just young people dancing, even though that's super popular. I've been looking at simple YouTube videos to learn the basics of 
the greetings and everything like that. But then I follow people who speak Italian. You can hit the C translation button and the words will be translated for you. So you hear the conversations in context. So instead of just repeating what somebody says on YouTube, whether you're saying, excuse me, or I'm sorry, you can see how those are used differently in a language like Italian. It's very similar to Spanish. Like if you bump into somebody, you don't say, I'm sorry, you say, excuse me. And I just notice little things like that, that they will say. And I'm like, okay, I get how to use this now, where I see multiple examples of how this is used or how it's said with like a little emotion or a little punch to it. So that's a great way. I think of it as a bucket list idea. I want to learn Spanish and Italian. So Mm -hmm. like I said, going on TikTok, YouTube, that's easy, right? You could do that every day if you wanted. And when you're planning your trip to go to one of these places, you already have like a foundation in the language. Yeah, absolutely. So are you planning a trip soon to Italy? You know what? I'm really hoping to go for a 25th wedding anniversary. Nice. I'm currently researching if there's any way I could go sooner and I see a deal, I'm going to, you know, go for it. I already have, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. setting aside money for that. So, yes, I I absolutely want to do that. That's my goal. And I do feel motivated in kind of taking these little steps of trying to learn language, trying to research and find areas that maybe I never heard of. Like you're saying, I don't always want to do the touristy things. I went there for my honeymoon, so that's why I want to go back. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but I think that's great because like you said, it would be nice for the milestone 25th. That would be incredible. But if you find a deal before, like why wait? I think it's important also to mention for those listening that yes, And Karen is too, like, I I do talk about, you know, paying off unnecessary debts, making sure you have your emergency fund. But just as important, I do think in your budget should be things where you spend, their planned spending, things that matter to you, experiences that bring you joy, because it is a balance. It's a balance of taking care of the now, planning for the future, but then enjoying what you have in front of you and Karen's book is really packed with a ton of great ideas. One of my favorite tips is from step seven, fill your time. I think this is a great fit for things like family vacations. They can be tricky because you're trying to fit different activities that everyone can enjoy. But if you're not careful, it's easy to go over your budget. Karen's system offers a way for you to plan your trips so that you're still enjoying unique experiences and keeping to your financial goals. So how do you fill this? Let's start off with the first one. Look for free options. Obviously, this is going to be helping with the vacation budget, but something else to consider is the example we set with our kids. I think it's wonderful to show them that you don't always have to spend money to do something fun. Besides the usual parks and beach options, you may be surprised that there are some wonderful ways to hang out together. For example, you can see if local museums have free days or tours, and depending where you are, a walking tour of historical areas, exploring the architecture, can be fun. While I was at a conference for work in Chicago, my husband Rob did a self-guided tour with our first board, checking out the local inspirations for the Dark Knight movies. It takes some creativity 
but you can find some really fascinating things around town for free. The second thing for filling your vacation plans is finding something interesting. You've seen those lists online. 10 things to do when you're at XYZ, 72 hours in some famous city, and so on. While those lists can include tourist traps or crazy expensive options, there's usually a gem or two in there that might grab your attention. This is more a personal preference thing, which I think makes it more meaningful. You could, for example, do a half-day tour of consignment shops if that's your thing, or go to a local zoo. Our oldest is a huge fan of red pandas. So whenever we're in Asheville, we take her to the Western North Carolina Nature Center, where they have a couple there. This is going to be a more personalized option for families based on your particular interests. You want to embrace it because that's what makes it your family vacation. The next one is going to be local. Here's where you really need to talk to someone who's been in the area for a while. Ask them what are the special festivals or features that they have in town. I'll give you an example. Recently, we're in Burnsville, North Carolina in the fall to enjoy the changing of the leaves. There's just something amazing about being in the mountains where you can see waves of autumn colors all around you. Yes, it's a really popular thing and a lot of the parks were busy. We actually had to switch days from Mount Mitchell because it was full before lunchtime. But there are other things that you can do in the area. Another feature of the town is that it has a dark sky observatory. Not having that light pollution of a big city meant that we could get incredible views of the stars. But heads up, tickets go fast, which we found out the hard way. Thankfully, we had an Airbnb really close to the observatory, and we had already brought our telescope. It was an amazing evening for us and the kids. Finally, the last piece to this is low cost. Everyone's going to be different, but for me, I love checking out food places, hole-in-the-wall spots, and see what deals they have around happy hour. That earlier time period for dinner can actually be a great sweet spot. We can get a bite with the kids to eat, and then if the time is right and the weather is good, we can still head out and do a little more exploring around the city. Maybe pick up dessert on the way home. As you can see, there are some fantastic ways you can spend time together as a family on your vacations. I hope these help you have a memorable and meaningful time. If you have any ideas you want to share, come join us in our free Facebook group, Thriving Families. It's a place to hang out and chat about what we're up to. We also love cheering one another on with family and financial goals. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com slash FB. We'd love to see you there. This segment is brought to you by Travel Freely. I know we have some travel hacking families in our community who love using the rewards for family vacations. And there are many who want to join them. However, it can be tough to sort through all the offers. This is where Travel Freely can help. It simplifies your search and makes it easy to find the best offers and deals that fit your family and how they spend. So you are maximizing your rewards. 
If you want to learn more on how to travel hack your next epic family trip, please go to simplifyandenjoy.com slash travel freely. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I picked up from preparing this episode and chatting with Karen. The first is don't wait to start working towards your big dreams. Even if you're at the beginning of your financial journey and you're working hard to pay off that high interest debt, you should still find ways to enjoy and work towards those goals. Hopefully those tips gives you ideas on things you can do as a family to relax, recharge, and still save money towards those financial goals that you have. The second is break down your goals into key components. The bigger your dream, the easier it is to get overwhelmed. So as you saw with Karen, she took her Italian getaway trip and broke it down into different pieces, the actual travel, learning the language, and just coming up with ideas on what she would like to do. By breaking things down into smaller habits, it makes it easier for you to tackle whatever is better fit for your schedule at the time or your budget. Finally, a rich life is more than money. That's really the big takeaway for this season of the podcast. I do, of course, want you to get out of debt and start saving for those goals. But more importantly, I want you to enjoy the time you have as a family. I want you to explore hobbies that are important to you, hang out with people that you love. I would love to help you out with your plans. If you would like to get a second pair of eyes on your bucket list, perhaps break it down, please join our community. Besides getting updates on the podcast, I also share resources to make simplifying your money, home, and life easier. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com slash join. Special thanks to Karen for being a part of this episode. If you want to learn more and create your own everyday bucket list, you can visit her site at karencorderway.com. Don't worry, as always, I'll include links to the resources we mentioned today, including Karen's site, over at simplifyandenjoy.com. Next week on the podcast, Jason Vitug is coming on, and he's going to share how you can transform your relationship with money into one that powers true well-being. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme was by Staircases with additional music from various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you not only, but also sending in questions and ideas for the podcast and sharing your favorite episodes with your friends. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.